How's it guys? My name is Mark Haystack and you're listening to the Birding Life Youth Podcast. So this past week was a pretty epic one for me. Um, I had the opportunity to be on BirdLife South Africa Conservation Conversations again. And it was for the annual Owl Awards event, which I'm very proud to uh, say that three garden routians, or should I say three people from the garden route, won an Owl Award each. And that was myself, Justin Ponder and Pete again. Uh, both of our mentor who who got us into birding and stuff. So that was a real cool event that happened this week. And I got to be uh, live as they read my um, citation on the webinar. And it was a really cool event to be part of and a a real blessing to receive the award uh, with two other people from the garden route and other people that I know. So if you haven't had a listen to that yet, it is on uh, BirdLife South Africa's Facebook page and I'm sure on their, their website, all advertised there. But getting into the podcast, four episodes ago, I talked about an African crake I twitched in uh, the garden route here. And uh, it was quite a thrilling uh, podcast, one of my first outdoor ones, besides eBird Big Day, which I did along uh, our whole day as we went about the whole of our area. And uh, yeah, I just talked about the, the African crake, which was a life before me and the stuff we saw. And that was within an important bird area within the Garden Route National Park. And in this episode, I'm going to tell you why it's an important bird area, otherwise known as an IBA. So this week I was busy with tests for the term and on Thursday I wrote my last one and I'm officially on holiday, going to get some more birding and hiking in. Um, And so on Thursday afternoon, I was busy just chilling and getting a bit of rest now that my exams are over and all of a sudden, the Rarities WhatsApp group has to bring through a rarity, of course, of course. So I open it up and there is an Allen's Gallinule sighted in Wilderness, just down the road from the town of George where I stay. So without thinking twice, me and my mate went down to Wilderness as soon as we could. He picked me up, we drove down, binoculars, camera ready, almost forgot to pack my SD card. Thank goodness I did. Got some lovely shots of the bird. Ooh, I'm giving away the story already. But we went down to Wilderness and we were the first ones at the site that the bird had been reported at the day before. And we just before we stopped the car at the site, I saw the bird walking on the grass. And it was just, it was like, what kind of a twitch is this? You know, you get there and the bird is sitting right there for you. And by the way, this spot that the Allen's Gallinule was found is within a kilometer away from where the African Crake was found, within the Garden Route National Park owned um, by Sandpox. Um, so yeah. We got there, awesome views of the bird. It was a juvenile, so it wasn't in full brood, uh, breeding plumage or adult plumage. There were some, uh, in actual fact, some uh, adult feathers coming through, but it was a, a lovely sight. So it's got, sort of like a, uh, a a BBJ, big brown job, because it was just a drab looking bird walking on the grass. But when you know how special it is for the bird to be in this area, it doesn't matter the color, you know, it, it matters about what you... You know how far you know that bird had to travel to get you and how unusual it is to be in the area. And that that's kind of what, you know, accounts for these rare birds that <laughs> don't look so pretty. Now, just an interesting fact about the Allen's Gallinule. It's closely related to the African Purple Swamp Hen, which I think the old name used to be African Purple Gallinule, but now there's some other bird called an African Purple, an American Purple Gallinule. So, uh, yeah, it can be quite quite confusing with all these new name changes and stuff. Um, but this this bird is a summer migrant to the northern parts of South Africa, um, including uh, Kruger National Park, mostly that area, and northern KwaZulu-Natal. So where we stay in the garden route in the western cape of South Africa, almost near the southern tip of Africa, 
it's um, it's quite a mega <laughs> for this area. And I think in the last month, there's been two within the Western Cape, one in Cape Town as well. And I, I didn't even think about going for that bird because it's quite a drive all the way from George, from one side of the Western Cape to the other. Um, but yeah, lovely bird to see. Got to meet some other twitches there. Um, but to know how far that bird had to travel to get you is quite amazing. I think, uh, as I've said before, the effects of the Hurricane Eloise must have contributed somewhat to this because um, there's been quite quite a lot of rare birds in the area recently, especially those gigas like the, the honey buzzard, the wind chat, uh, that sooty gull. Those are the most prominent effects of Hurricane Eloise, I'm sure. And I'd like to see how this twitch turns out as to what the numbers are of twitches that come to see it because it's quite a big one for the Western Cape. And as far as I'm concerned, the first record for the garden route so uh, I think it would actually be a wise idea for people to count the number of twitches that come see this bird as it is showing quite well and not scared of people at all. All right, so that's one twitch done and dusted. Now, yesterday morning, I got together with my, my mate uh, who's doing Life Adventures Outdoor Club with me, uh, outings in the mountain in the garden route, uh, family-friendly outings and trying to re rebuild my club after lockdown. And we were going on a hike yesterday morning and we got up at sunrise, went into the forest and we were busy going to our destination to, to suss it out. And yeah, it was quite a, a pleasant walk. We were hiking in the pine forest and all of a sudden one of the first birds we see is, uh, yeah, Josh says, what's that, Mark? It's like, oh, look, it's an arena trogon. And I say, and I look at him and I look at the, the, the tree that he's pointing at and it's in a pine tree, but there sits an arena trogon a bird of Afro-temperate forests in a alien pine plantation. So <laughs> that was the second time I've seen that here in the garden route. Um, a, a, an arena trogon hawking insects in a pine forest. Quite unusual. And I did this, this interesting, I guess I tested a hypothesis. I was, I was interested to see what the arena trogon would do, and it was a male, to the sound of a scaly-throated honey guard. Because I, I, I was calling a, a scaly throated honey guide uh, in the past, and all of a sudden, Arena Trogon pops up. And that's actually how um, I saw it in the pine forest. I, I, called, I was calling a scaly throated honey guide in the pine forest, and yeah, an Arena Trogon reacted. And so I, I've, I've thought on it a bit and heard from some people that, uh, yeah, scaly throated honey guides are parasites to the Arena Trogons because they both nest in holes. Um, although the, yeah, the scaly throated honey guide is the parasite. So it lays its, lays its eggs in other birds' nests. And I tried playing the call yesterday and it gave a bit of a flinch and looked at me and then hawked to another insect. But yeah, uh, I don't think it's breeding season. So the trogon didn't react so well. And trogons do actually react to calls in, in non-breeding season. But I didn't try that today because we did get good enough views. And there was no need to get the trogon any closer or bother it at all. So we're walking along, getting some nice species in the pine forest, um, just below the Ertunka mountain, which is uh, covered by fanebos habitat and lovely proteas, and listening to some victrons warblers go about, the usual thing in the pine forest, forest canaries, um, nysnaluris, and all of a sudden, this happens. In the bush there by itself. Okay. Um, so it's a bit difficult to spot, but if you scan the bushes about midway up, they're sitting right there. Oh, oh awesome. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, send me a pin and I'm, I'm definitely going to head that way. <laughs> okay, cool. Just as we started getting into the thick of the forest, we got a call from a fellow birder and he said that he had just found a white-backed night heron at the Swadfle Estuary in Sedgefield. 
So we just looked at each other and we're like, okay, the hike can wait today. We're going on another Twitch. <laughs> so we, there we were. We ran out the pine forest, got in the car and shot down to Sedgefield, which was about a 30 minute drive. Although actually that's not exactly how it went. We, uh, we were going at it. We were driving eager as can be. And then there, there goes the car. But uh, yeah, we grabbed my mom's car, shot down to Sedgefield a bit later than we expected. We got there and we could see that there were twitches there looking next to the road. And, you know, just keep in mind, this was on the side of the N2, the national road, one of the national roads in South Africa, quite a highway. Um, and But there were big yellow lines, thankfully. So we, you know, we pulled over, got to the twitches and they were all looking. And there was this uh, juvenile black crown knight heron sitting on the, on the tree. I was like, oh no, please don't tell me that they miss ID'd it. But then they said, no, 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 there's a few juvenile black crown night herons um, on the outside of the tree. Uh, but if you look in the shadow there, there's a white, uh, white back night heron. And so we were looking and we found it and it was in there. And wow, what a majestic bird. Um, white eyering, black facial mask. We couldn't actually see the whites on the back, but in breeding plumage and when males are displaying, I suppose, that's it's like when egrets, uh, the, the, the egrets, when, they, when they're in breeding plumage, they have those white long feathers that puff up almost like a black back puff back. And it's absolutely beautiful. So we just managed to get a glimpse of it. It's yellow feet and it moved around a bit so we could get a bit of view. Got one or two record shots, but it wasn't such a great uh, photographic bird. Although binos did the trick. So yeah, they had two uh, night heron species right next to each other. A lovely twitch for the day. And just something interesting. This is probably the third record for the garden route in the last three years. This was in fact about 500 meters away from where the white-backed night heron uh, in Sedgefield was seen in 2019. And that was where I first saw my, my, my life white-backed night heron. So with no doubt, this was most probably the same individual that's been hiding in this area the whole time. Because after that twitch and after that last evening where it flew into the distance at dusk, no one else saw it again. Um, but white-backed night herons do occur in the garden roofs. They're just up the secret rivers um, that lead to the the lakes in the area and there's loads of them it's just very secretive and hard to get up there because it's forested streams that are quite narrow now white-backed night herons occur around quite a lot of places in the eastern parts of south africa where it's a lot more moist a lot more rivers and thickets um, and they occur right down kuzulu natal eastern cape and as you enter the western cape they sort of dwindle out and that's sort of like the buffer zone as you reach george wilderness area they stop occurring so the garden route is the most southwestern range of the white-backed night heron in south africa um, and there is plenty of habitat as i said uh, myself and my friend have kayaked up rivers when we were 13 years old for 12 hours of the day we did that at least twice um, and a few more times but on a smaller scale um, up rivers uh, trying to look for african finfoot and white-backed night herons but just didn't see them um, but then all of a sudden, yeah, it just pops up in the neighborhood and you get to get a good view of it. <laughs> the day after you had a nice view of an Allen's gallinule. So two yearly lifers in two days, two awesome twitches in two days. And the Allen's gallinule was 469 on my life list. So yeah, can't wait to see what 470 is going to be. Hopefully some rarity that my, I find myself <laughs> looking forward to it. 
So there you have it. Three birds that rely on water as their habitat and home within the Garden Route National Park and all occurring on at least one of the lakes within the important bird area of the Garden Route National Park. And those three birds were found within the last, I'd say, 30 days. And that kind of shows me, you know, this is definitely why they proclaimed this as an important bird area for biodiversity. Um, and it's a great work that Sandparks is doing, protecting these three lakes, four lakes of the Garden Route, um, and which is also named after my local bird club, Lakes Bird Club. The more eyes are out there, the more rare birds are found. I guess that's just how it goes. So guys, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you can subscribe to The Birding Life on all your social media platforms and your favorite podcast players. Until next time, be blessed and happy birding.